Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, my dirty fam? Welcome back to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. Always an honor to have you back here with me, and I hope that today you feel seen, you feel known, you feel loved by a real God. And before we get started, a couple things I want to say. One is, man, shout out to all those who have been leaving reviews, um, rating the podcast on the um, App Store, the podcast app. It means so much to me uh, just be able to get the word out so that more people can get connected to this podcast. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing that. And the second thing is this, is y'all, we are celebrating um, a couple weeks ago, well, about a month ago now, we broke 10,000 downloads, um, which is phenomenal, so cool. And we are going to be, we are currently selling a t-shirt to celebrate that. It's our first ever um, merchandise for the podcast. And so if you do not follow us on social media, do that on Facebook, on Instagram, at Dirty Devotional. Uh, you'll see the t-shirt. You can find a link to be able to purchase the t-shirt. Um, your support um, for the podcast means so much to me. And the shirts are sick, y'all. Um, they're not just like some crappy little t-shirt that has some cheesy saying on it. Um, they look good. They're legit. And so check that out. I would be honored if you'd purchase one um, just to continue to show your support. And so that you can rock, um, be a part of the Dirty Fam. Come on, somebody. But y'all, today, I'm going to share with you what I believe is one of the most obscure chapters in the Bible. So we have been talking about the this character Jacob in the book of Genesis um, for the last few uh, devotionals. And there's a part of Genesis and Jacob's story uh, that is wild. And that is in Genesis chapter 34. And so basically the chapter before this, Jacob and Esau kind of have uh, come to come together, have um, reconciled their relationship. Um, Esau went his way. Jacob went his own way. And Jacob settled into this new land. And Jacob has sons now. He has daughters. Um, he has built this big family, massive wealth. And one of his daughters is is from his wife, Leah, and her name is, what I'm going to say is Dina. It might be Dinah, but Dina sounds better. It's D-I-N-A-H. You can look up at the Bible if you want to. It's Genesis 34. Um, Dina gets raped by this guy called Shechem. Um, Shechem, his father, is a ruler in the area they settled. Um, and Shechem sees Dina, takes her, rapes her, um, and basically, right after that, in verse 3, is like his heart's drawn to her, and he wants her and wants to take her as a wife. Um, but his first response was to rape her, which is a very bad thing, obviously. Um, so Jacob heard about this and did nothing, did nothing about it until the sons came home, which could have been a few days later, could have been a, like a few hours later. We're not entirely sure. Um, but... Dina's brothers were pissed about this. And so Dina's brothers decide to go and meet with Hamer, uh, Shechem's father, who's the ruler of the area. 
And they're trying to figure out kind of what to do about this. Uh, and they call them out and they're like, hey, you shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have uh, defiled our sister. Um, that's like uncalled for. You shouldn't have done that. And Shechem's like, my heart is like, I want to be with your daughter. Name your price, whatever you want. We'll do it. Like, uh, that's how much I care about your daughter, which um, isn't really out of the norm. If you read the Old Testament, it's kind of a not a I mean, we read earlier that Jacob worked in the field for seven years to get Rachel. Um and so this isn't a crazy thing, a crazy ask. And the guy's like, hey, what's your price? We want, we want Dina to join our family. And what can we do? And the sons, Jacob's sons, Dina's brothers, are like, well, the only way this can happen is if you get circumcised. And basically circumcision, if you don't know, um, is a very painful experience that involves the genitals of a male being cut off to some extent. Um, and kind of a flaying, if you will. And usually this happens as a child, but basically they're saying, hey, your whole area that you rule, all the men have to be circumcised if you want to marry our sister. Well, the ruler's like, okay, this isn't that crazy. Um, it's, I think we can make that happen. And so this tribe of people they all their males get circumcised. They're all adults, y'all. And I can't imagine anything worse being an adult male than literally getting some of my penis filleted. Y'all, I just can't can't fathom that. Um, that's a really unfortunate thing to do, especially knowing that the only reason it's happening to me is so that my ruler's son can marry a girl. Pretty unbelievable. But they agree to it. And they say it's going to happen. Literally, verse 18 says, the proposal seemed good to Hamer and Shechem, um, which is unbelievable. And so they all get circumcised. And listen to this. So everything should be good. But listen to the plot twist that happens here at verse 25. Three days later, after their circumcision, the Bible says, while they are still, while all of them were still in pain, because naturally they're hurting because there's a wound on their area, um, Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brothers, took their swords and attacked the city, killing all of them, killing every male. So now what you have is you have a bad thing happens to a daughter. This person does a really bad thing. Shechem does, rapes this girl. He is trying to, in his attempt to make it right, um, the good guys, Jacob's family, shows up, fights for her honor, um, comes to some type of agreement um, using a godly thing as circumcision, which was a very uh, religious practice, and only has them do that so that they can show up and kill all of them. And they, they killed all the males, they seized the flocks, every, all their food, they raided their homes, um, carried off all their wealth, all their women and children, um, and basically plundered all the houses, which is pretty crazy. So a lot is happening here. Jacob is basically out of the loop in all this. Jacob finds out, and Jacob's pissed. And basically, the sons are like, well, they shouldn't have treated our daughter like a prostitute, or our sister like a prostitute. Um, and that's it. That's that's how this chapter ends, y'all. I know, pretty inspiring, pretty life-changing stuff. Um, but I do want to talk about it, because a lot happens here. A lot happens, and it's not going to be exactly what you think it is. So there's rape, there's murder, there's deceit. We see that the people of God 
respond in a non-godly way. We see that people who do not follow God are trying to um, legitimize a relationship in a healthy way, even though it started off unhealthy. Um, we see a lot of like unsuspecting things. The only way I can really describe it is it's a it's a WTF moment. Um, and if you don't know what WTF is, Google it, but it's basically a what the moment. Like, what, what is happening here? Like, none of this makes sense. Poor Dina is getting, like, she's raped. Now she's being sold off into marriage. Jacob's sons are, like, using God as a bargaining tool to trick these people so that he, they can murder all of them. The father, Jacob, is basically absent in all of this and doesn't do anything. Um, it's kind of like a what the heck moment. And the reason I think stories like this are so important is because there comes, there comes times in our life where things happen and y'all, it doesn't make any sense. We, we can't, we can't justify it. We can't understand it. We can't make sense of it. And it's really just like a, you sit at home and you sit on your couch. You probably, maybe you've been here this week and you look at your spouse, you look in the mirror. Um, you look at a friend and you're like, what the F is going on? Like, why is this happening? And here, here's what I want to let you know is there are times in life where this happens and it's normal and there's not a rhyme. There's not necessarily a reason. Um, you don't make sense of it. Y'all sometimes just shitty things happen and crappy things go on in our life and we're kind of left figuring out what do we do with it. And something I've learned in life is that when these seasons come, when these things take place, the best thing we can do is to gather ourselves, take a second, and just to figure out what to do next. What's our next step? A lot of times we want to figure out why something happened. And y'all, the why can paralyze us for days, for months, for years. Um, instead, we should be asking, what is next? Where do we go from here? And, and that is where I want to challenge you today is maybe you're in this WTF season where you don't know why things are happening the way they're happening. And simply what I want to tell you is encourage you to do is to figure out what do you do next? What is the next move that is going to best grow you, develop you to be able to take a sucky season and to maybe better you as a person? It's possible that that can happen. In fact, I believe that can almost take place in every circumstance where even in the worst of circumstances, we can grow. If you're in that season right now, I want you to know that you're seen, that you're known, that you're loved, but also want to let you know it may not ever make sense. And that may not be fair, but it's true. But what you can do is to take hold of the things that you can control, which is your own life, and to figure out the next steps you need to do to better yourself. Take those steps. Make healthy decisions so that you can take a sucky situation and maybe find something, um, some silver lining in it or something that's going to better yourself. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Lord, sometimes, Lord, we read stories like we did today and we're like, what the heck is happening, God? And God, we know that sometimes in life that happens. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would give us the patience, the diligence, um, or the understanding, if there can be found any. But, Lord, that we would not be stuck when these things happen, but instead that we would choose to move on, to move forward, or to try to 
gain understanding from it, to learn from it, and Lord, that we would just take a sucky situation and that we would find a way to better ourselves through it. Lord, we thank you for that. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.